What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This Haberman of Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ashford.edu slash ham and the DraftKings app, promo code ham and manscaped.com, promo code ham and mybookie.ag, promo code ham one and upstart.com slash ham. It's a short week. This isn't like the Super Bowl, so it's not two weeks of Rodgers got screwed. What's he got to prove? So I don't mind that storyline because I think it's a really cool story. Not because he grew up, wanted to be a Niner fan, told Dennis O'Donnell they were going to regret it, all that stuff, right? You're saying got screwed because they didn't draft him? Yeah, like two weeks of Super Bowl, that might have worn me out. But I don't mind this story because it's a real thing because it mattered. It, it, it did happen. It happened. And um, the fact is he's got – we talk about him like he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time because he is. But he's got one Super Bowl. And – you know, we were talking earlier, like, who's got the most to gain here? The Niners, the Packers, Rodgers, Jimmy, Kyle. Would you say Rodgers has the most to gain of, of all the interested parties? I think by far. And I go back to Peyton Manning. And we watched his entire career. I think most people view him as, like, a fringe top five quarterback ever. And I get Marino didn't win one. But beside a couple teams, it doesn't quite feel like Marino ever played on the stack teams that Peyton Manning did. And even Aaron Rodgers did, Guy, for a long period of time, from about 09 to 14, the Packers consistently had one of the best teams in the league. And they only won one Super Bowl, and he was arguably the best player in the league. And I think we do this with Drew Brees. Like, I love Drew Brees. I was probably higher on him than you. I actually think you were kind of right. Like, every time he's been exposed the last couple playoffs, you're just watching him like, he's just not good enough for how we talk about him. And Rodgers... I think we all agree he's one of the unique talents we've ever seen. You, we were texting during Mahomes' game. You're like, God, he's fucking doing Mahomes shit. Like that's 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 a compliment, you know. I mean, that's he's a special, special player. I, I was my first year in Philly was the year they won the Super Bowl. We actually played him twice. Played him to open up the season. Uh, kind of changed our season because the Clay Matthews knocked out Kevin Cobb. Michael Vick became the starter. We won the division. We hosted them. They were the sixth seed. People forget, the year they won the uh, Super Bowl, we were the three. They were the six. They went on this kind of magical Eli run. 
Then they had, I think the next season or two years from then, yeah, it was the next season, they went 15-1. and one. They, they had then a two, three-year run, and then the Harbaugh started kicking their ass. Their teams were better, guy. That team that won the Super Bowl had a bunch of injuries. That's what's kind of crazy about this guy's career. It's like, he's been in the peak of his powers. He could never get quite over the top. And two, they've made the playoffs, what? Just off the top of my head, it feels like six or seven times in the last eight years. They missed it, obviously, the two years with McCarthy. But basically, every other year, they were in the playoffs from 09 to, or may have been 10, to 15. And then they missed it 16, 17. McCarthy lost his job. Or maybe 17, 18. McCarthy didn't coach this year. So he's been in the mix and only been to two conference championship games. What I think is unique about this situation, because we can nitpick all the other situations, that Harbaugh team that beat him twice was pretty fucking good. It's not like, you know, this this gritty group of uh, fighting Harbaugh's with uh, Willis and Bowman and, and Alden and Kaepernick and Crabtree and Vernon Davis and Frank Gore and you body. I mean, these are, <laughs> teams were stacked. Honestly, the Niners are probably better. Like, they were, I don't know, we'd have to go look who was, like, the betting favorite. Uh, maybe the Packers were that second time right because it was in Lambeau and the Niners. Were, but it was. If you get the Niners an underdog, that was a good underdog team. Yeah. This, to me, like, they are the legit underdog in this. I told you before we hit record, like, it's a little different. I would say LeBron's accomplished more, but it's different in basketball. If, if Rodgers was an NBA player, he'd probably have more than one championship because he would have been like the LeBron of the league or Steph. This is a big moment like where you get to come in and just empty the clip when no one's really expecting you to win. And there are some parallels to the year when LeBron upset the Warriors. Like I, there wasn't a soul that thought they could win. And then they obviously, it's different in basketball because there's a series, but... I don't think I, 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 and rightfully so. Like the Warriors were better, but fucking LeBron figured it out and they won the championship. It's one of the greatest championships you'll ever see. Also, some critical things happened. Right? No, I know, but that doesn't that usually have to happen for a big underdog? Like if I tell you Rodgers beats him, and I go, well, George Kittle sprained his ankle really bad, he couldn't walk in the first series. Yeah, like or Nick Bosa got hurt. Like I, I, it's just hey, you hey, either win um, or you lose. But you know what I'm saying? Like if he wins this game. It would be one of the biggest wins of his career. It might be the second best win of his career, non-Super Bowl. Would you agree with that? The second best win of his career, non-Super Bowl? Because the NFC Championship game, if you remember, that he won. Remember Cutler was like sick or something on the sideline? Remember that weird game yeah. when Cutler was on the sideline with the coat? Uh-huh. And the Bears team. Like that that win, I would say this win would be better than that win. And that's easily the second biggest biggest win of his career, given what it led him to the Super Bowl, right? This would yeah. be more impressive. Yeah. Because this Niners team is better than that Bears team. It is. And I know I saw uh, Monday somebody said if the Niners and Chiefs like, played, the Chiefs would be a one-point favorite. Um, what would, would the Chiefs-Packers be? Uh, I mean, I would think it would be Chiefs favored by... Six. Seven, yeah, I was going to say seven and a half. I don't know. But... Um, I think part of the reason you're right about the Rodgers aspect of it, first of all, the best thing that happened for the 49ers in that Vikings game after the fact was that there were all the questions going in about Quan Alexander and D Ford and Kwaski Tart. All those guys played. They all impacted the game, and they all made it to Monday, Sunday and Monday healthy, right? Here we are, middle of the week, and, they're health, and the Niners are healthy. Like, they played them, and I thought – one of those three guys come next week, just it's going to be the same thing again, right? Is Quan able to go again, or can 
D Ford strat. I, I would have. I would have bet. I would have bet his hammy pulled again if yeah. I was a betting man. So you could have uh, got his hammy pulled again for. It, it would have been. Uh, you would have got non hammy pull for about yeah plus five hundred. Um, so that's the first thing, right? Is that he's not at least as we enter the week playing the shorthanded version of the Niners. He's playing the great version of the Niners. And then I think the second thing is this. Can he look, he look older to you? Just his face a little bit, or is it just the beard? Who, Rogers? He just kind of looks noticeably uh, older. Like when I look at him, I just see, kind of yeah. see an old guy. Yeah. Like I'm 35. He's 35. I feel like he looks five years older than me. Yeah, you you've uh, removed the stresses of the NFL from your life. Yeah, that part. But I'm just he just looks. No, I like, know. But he's always you know looked saying? a little old. I, yeah, I think he's always had like a an older air about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe that's um. And the way, you know, he's so deliberate, like he 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 only cracks a smile when he feels like it. He lo- I love kind of his non-smiling humor. I actually entertains me. But kind of like how he's talking shit about the people talking shit about him even though he doesn't really know who those people are. Yeah, well like, for example, when Aaron Andrews asked Aaron about the Niners, he was like, "I'm just focused on today." But then what did he say? He's like, "I was really happy for Jimmy Graham cuz he used to be a Seahawk." And, like, we were able to, you know, for Jimmy to kind of beat that team. It's kind of, to me, he's kind of saying, like, we've, we got receipts. Like, he know, like, he's not hiding from the fact that this Niners thing is a thing. And wouldn't you say, though, that, like, Drew Brees doesn't act like that? And I'm not saying it's right. I don't mind it. I'm not, I'm not taking a shot at Rodgers at all. But he is. Brees isn't like, I hope that Dolphins team doctor that told Nick my shoulder wasn't. Yeah, I I feel like Rodgers by far, even Brady's really, really mellowed out on it. He kind of every once in a while, like I, I ran into this clip that I had Instagrammed last year when they won the AFC Championship game. Like nobody believed in us. I'm like Tom, fuck. I mean, give me a break. But Rodgers has specific things. Like nobody thought the wide receiver coach could coach. It's like Aaron, what are you talking about? But he, you're right, and that's like I don't think Jimmy will ever act like that. Right? It's just not the way his personality is. Which I think I actually makes Rodgers a pretty fun guy to talk about. It makes him kind of interesting. Now, his game's really interesting, but his personality... Wouldn't you argue his game doesn't really match his personality? Because <laughs> he is kind of like an artistic freelancer. He's kind of... If you just watched him play... Because when, like, when you texted me, he's like Mahomes. It's just like, you got to let the artist paint. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, people often text me, like, does, it, does Mahomes drive Andy nuts? I'm like, honestly, I think Andy... Probably his greatest strength is he's he's... He's kind of an artiste as well. Like, I think he kind of likes that shit. Now, I'm sure specific things he's supposed to do when he no-look passes and he throws a pick. Yeah, it's going to drive him nuts. But I think he, he kind of... Not every coach could handle that where... I think Rodgers, if you just watch them play, you'd go, this guy's just like a free-spirit hippie. And then you and then you see him, you're like, he's just kind of angry chip on his shoulder, fucking intellectual. You know, he's... Where you see Mahomes, he kind of talks and acts. Like last night, he's just tweeting about the national championship. He's just a free-loving guy. He plays like he talks. Where Rodgers is kind of like two humans. Because if you just watch him and you knew nothing about him, he'd be like everyone's favorite player. Again, it's, you know, for like the last eight or nine years because he was remarkable. I mean, remarkable, right? Like, when, that's why I compare it to LeBron. People around here talk shit about LeBron, but there's not a sports fan worth their fucking salt that wouldn't go, yeah, he's the second best player I've ever seen if you're our age. Like, it's not even close. There's Michael than him. I don't count Larry and there's a little before us. I go post Michael. Like he's way better than Kobe. He's more impactful than Duncan. You can give me the championship. He's a better player. 
Like, you just can't argue that. Like, you watch Aaron Rodgers over the years. How many times have you just been sitting there on a Sunday afternoon when they're playing the Bears or playing the Cowboys, and you're just like, in his peak, this guy's fucking incredible. And he used to have, and that's what makes this weekend hard for him, part of the reason he was incredible, they did a good job of Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson. Remember when they took Jordy Nelson the first round? People were like, K-State, white guy, what? And they were just always reloading. And it actually turned out to be smart. They always wanted him to have a loaded gun. And he was just throwing darts to all these guys. Then they get Devontae in the second round who fell to them. And he was, it'd be like, yeah, Steph Curry really cooked once he got Clay, Kevin, and he's just unstoppable. And that's what Aaron was. Where I think that's why he's a huge underdog. You go, does he? He's older now. It would really add to his legend guy because you, anyone that knows this shit go, he's got one elite weapon who's an elite player in Devontae. But then it's like Aaron Jones, Lazardi. I mean, I can't I never get that guy's name right. Like you said, a, uh, the seven name guy, Lazardo, Valdez, Scott, Scatling. Like who are that? That ain't you, you. Remember, like Donald Driver and Greg Jennings were legit. You know, Jordy Nelson Lazard, was a yeah. Jordy Nelson was a baller. Like, baller. They always had running backs. I feel like Jordy Nelson... Yeah, guy, when they kicked our ass in Philly the second time, they had Starks, who was this tall, long... He was like their third stringer because they had a couple injuries. They were they were good. I mean, they just had offensive weapons everywhere. Even the one guy that ended up hating Rodgers. forget his name. The tight end, Jamichael Finley. Remember, for a split second, it was like, God, this guy's like, this guy is Jimmy Graham before Jimmy Graham. Then he got hurt and turns out he hated Rodgers. That's that's an elephant in the room too. Like some of these guys leave, and it's like Greg Jennings hates him. You know, uh, feels like Jordy likes him. Obviously, Devontae likes him, but he's playing with him, and Aaron throws him the ball a lot. Would Devontae like him as much if they had three other guys, and he was getting you know sixty five catches, not his hundred? Yeah, I. But I I think Devontae is a good team. He'd be fine. But you I, know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I to, to go back to the I do know what you're saying, and I think you're right, and I think he's scary enough. Devante that he can create a lot of problems. I um, but I I think the reason there's so much upside to this game for Rodgers is because of how we think it would have to look in order for the Packers to win. They don't have the better football team. Um, they don't. So what would it look like? Like that, but I, their defense could create problems for Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying for the second week in a row, the 49ers are the better football team. That's why it would be an upset if the 49ers lost the game I mean they won the first game in a bloodbath a complete ass kicking um so I think don't you think for Rodgers to win this game it would be in part now maybe it's Jimmy throwing two picks and the pack maybe that's that's a part of it but I still think it's Rodgers is going to have to beat a really good defense and for him to do that which he's capable of it would kind of look like one of those classic Rodgers games I think did you see who was it Someone last night tweeted Joe Burrow's game log. It might have been like Joe Klatt. And it was like, you just look at the numbers. You're just like, Jesus Christ. I think his lowest touchdown pass in the game was like three. The, the most games were four, five, and six. I just pulled up Aaron Rodgers' season. And in his peak, you know, he was throwing close to 40 touchdowns. And he, he was pretty potent, like three to four touchdowns, I'd say half the games. He has one game that really stood out, and that's the Raider game. Remember when he just went... Like, that to me was vintage. I'm the best fucking player in the world. Like, what did LeBron say when they were interviewing? Like, I'm LeBron. I'm the best player in the world. Like, that's that game. But he was playing the Raiders. Really guy. He threw four touchdowns against the Giants. 
uh, the in early December. Now the Giants had one of the worst defenses in the league. When you look at most of his game log, like the Vikings, two touchdowns, Bears, touchdown. I'm just looking at decent defenses. Uh, the Chiefs, he kind of lit them up, three touchdowns in that night game. The Chargers, that was when they, remember, they had the shitty game, and he kind of called out the team. They went to L.A. a day early. He's like, yeah, I don't know if we were really focused as much, kind of as passive-aggressive. Like, so you're saying we're guys fucking around, or are you just going to go LeBron here? Too? He's got a little LeBron quality to him, right? He'll just say some things. You're like, well, are you calling your teammate shitty, or are you just, is that, what, what are you saying here? <laughs> He's good at that. I mean, that's, I would say, one of his defining characteristics. That's why he's kind of a polarizing player. But my, I'm talking more tangibly. I think it is fair to say, and I'm not like, I'm not anti Rodgers or whatever. He's not the same guy. And part of that, I think, gets back to what I was saying about this personnel is no longer as potent. Like, if, if he had Devontae Adams and Michael Thomas, like, would, his, would he, instead of 26 touchdowns, would he have 35? Prompt, right? Or Mike Evans? Or he mm-hmm. just had another sweet dude? Mm-hmm. Or Jimmy Graham of five years ago? Like, the Jimmy Graham he has right now in NFL circles kind of gets made fun of. And I'm not talking Twitter circles. I'm talking, like, when I text my buddies. You know, like, ask Richard Sherman and Michael Bennett. Remember when they got Jimmy Graham? <laughs> They're like, uh, can we delete all of our tweets about the guy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just... It, I, I'm going to defend him that way if his team is just not quite as... But, like, I thought just on Sunday afternoon, especially earlier in the game, like, he was in complete control. I don't know how where you fall on that, but I, like... Like, he, he was pretty locked in. Like, yeah. they came out swinging. They were and, and that's why, nothing. like, we talk about whether he's still the same guy, whatever. I I just think he's still got it in him. Like, I think he's still got the, it in him. He's still good yeah, enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Now, is he good enough around him? That's the question. I, I know this, and again, I'm selfish because it would be a much cooler thing. I want the Niners to win on Sunday. I hope it's like 38-35. He has four or five touchdowns. Like, he's awesome. If you told him, me that's – that would from a Niners perspective, that would concern me a little. Right? You say they probably lose if he has one of the best games of his last couple of years? Uh, no, I mean, it's just your margins are thin. Now it's got to look like that Saints game. Now Which Jimmy I think, has to match. Yeah, you know, Jimmy has Jimmy, to match. I think, it. and you know, I, I think Jimmy's capable. I think Kyle is capable. I think their defense, like it's all, they're all capable. But you're, now your margins are really thin, and that guy I just, just might I, make I, a play. I just don't know if they're potent enough to do that guy. I'm just let me just Who? read off the Packers. You're saying you don't think the the Packers are potent enough to do that? Yeah, post the Raider game where they scored 42 points. Here are their next just their their points. Okay. 30, 31 against the Chiefs, 11 against the Chargers, 24 against the Panthers, 8 against the Niners, 31 against the Giants. Then this is their last four stretch, like the last quarter of the season, Redskins, Bears, Minnesota, Detroit, 20, 21, 23, 23. And that, once they entered the playoffs, that's why I think a lot of people were like, are they just good enough on offense? They're just not. They were playing non-playoff teams. And they weren't really getting it done. But, like, for example, they beat the Vikings, that second to last, the last Monday night football game, 23 to 10, when they kind of make her cousins look shitty. Like, he didn't throw a touchdown or whatever. I remember watching his press conference, like, the next day, it got retweeted on my timeline. And he's like, This is why, like, I feel I played one of the best games of the season against that team in Minnesota. We had a plan, I executed it, we executed it as an offense. Like, it couldn't have been any better. We kicked their ass. But if you just look at my box score, I threw for, you know, 200 yards, didn't throw a touchdown, you'll be like, oh, it's a bad Aaron Rodgers. I don't feel that way. 
And it was like, you know, he kind of has a point. Like, that's back to, like, he did exactly what they had to do. They won by double digits against a fucking playoff team. Against a playoff team that won a playoff game, right? So, yep. in his mind, like, we kicked their ass. That's, that's where I think sometimes football can turn into basketball. Like, sometimes we lose sight of this. It's about winning and losing. Like, that's the fucking end. That's, that's what the whole point of this shit is for. Winning and fucking losing. And for the, I mean, his entire career, he's a winner. Now he's lost some, this is a game that, he, he's going to go down as an all-time great. He's a borderline, I mean, I don't even think he's borderline. When you're considered a top 10 quarterback, you're a fucking legend. Especially when you factor in, he replaced Brett Favre and was arguably better. So his legacy, kind of like LeBron before he won the second title, was pretty established as just like, but imagine, John, if he were to but, win the Super Bowl, what it would have to look like, right? If he'd have to beat the Chiefs, in theory, in some 35-32 Super Bowl or something like that. I know this guy. I think he'd have a legit argument. He beats Kyle Shanahan and this Niner team, and then he goes and beats Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like, how do you argue Peyton Manning's a better player than him, for example? If we're sitting at a bar. Like, I'd have a pretty good argument saying Rodgers. Peak Rodgers is better. He's got two Super Bowls where he carried them. Right? I mean, Peyton didn't do that. Now, he's got two Super Bowls, too. But, like, then we'd start nitpicking the Super Bowls. Yeah. But I, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's... You can't have that argument now. I don't think anyone would listen and be like, Peyton Manning's career is better well, than Well, yeah, I think now, the granted, argument Aaron just becomes... Aaron's the most... Is he the most talented quarterback of all time? Right? That's, no, but, I, but that, that's the argument yeah, yeah, no, right that's now. What I'm but saying. I'm saying he, he, he throws this in... Like, he, he beats the Niners, then he goes beats the Chiefs. It's no longer, like... No, he's look at check out his career record, right? How many playoff? I mean, he's already got ten playoff victories. He just had another one. That's probably eleven. Yeah, you maybe, might be right maybe, about that. I, I don't think, in just popular kind of casual opinion, he he'll pass Peyton. But you know I what do. I'm saying. I, I think it would start becoming a discussion because he still have a couple years left. What if he makes a couple more playoff runs? That's a good part about him. Like his story is not complete. Peyton's is obviously yeah. over. And, and, and not only is it not complete, he's now has a pretty good opportunity of, to me, when you win as an underdog, especially a Super Bowl, like, that's why I defend Eli in the sense of, like, yeah, you know, his career is a little underwhelming. But those two years as underdogs both runs every fucking game. And to have his touchdown-to-pick ratio, it's like, it's harder to do it as an underdog. Like, if your one major came against beating Tiger, if Rocco had beat Tiger, Rocco's one U.S. Open is worth, like, five majors. So it's just, he, he's got a lot on the line of just, of the sports talk resume builder. Like this now, is I, a LinkedIn, LinkedIn resume <laughs> builder here. The, the counter to that is the, the fact that Aaron Rodgers only has one Super Bowl is the reason that, you can't look at the Niners and say, well, they don't have, you know, w- win or lose, they'll be right back in this spot again for many years to come, which is what we think because we think very highly of Kyle and highly of Jimmy and, you know, uh, their defensive talent and all that. But you just never, right now, I think they've been the best team in the NFL that's still standing, right? Now that the Ravens are out, you before you could argue they were the best team in the league over the course, over the duration of the season. But of the four teams left, the 49ers have spent more of this season as the best team in the NFL than any of the other three teams. So when you're the best team in the NFL left, even though I know they wouldn't be favored against the Chiefs, whatever, 
But when you are very, you could very well be the best team. You might never again be the best team in the NFL by the time we get to the final four. Like this might be there. For all we know, this is the Niners' best shot. We time will tell, John. But that might be what it is. And so I don't think we can look at it like it's all gravy for them either. Well, I don't think it's arguable that it doesn't get any better. You're favored by seven points, and you are already favored over both teams. So you are you are the best team left, according to all the metrics, right? Well, that's not it – could, it could be the same, but it's never going to be better. Maybe you could be a five-point favorite in this, of your potential Super Bowl, right? Like, how does it get any better than this? Yeah, maybe two, three years from now, Jimmy's just better, and but whatever. Maybe your, the players around him aren't as good. But yeah, but what if the other teams sure, are just as yeah. good? No, exactly. Right? Like, what if Mahomes is what if Mahomes' team is equally as sweet, and like Lamar's learned to like now Lamar is a sweet third down passer as well. You, you just never know. Like this is it doesn't get any. I'm with you. It does not get any better of an opportunity right now than for the 49ers. They're hosting. They, they, guy, they may never host the. They might win two Super Bowls after this one. Like whether they win or lose this, but let's say Kyle wins two more in the next five years. They might not host the NFC Championship game either one of those years. Right? You just say, like, look at the Chiefs. It took the Baltimore Ravens getting upset as a 10-point favorite by the Tennessee fucking Titans for them to host the thing. And it also took New England. Think about this. It took New England losing to Miami Week 17 for it all to play out. Like, it just took some crazy events for them to end up at the two-seed, and then New England got knocked out by the Titans, and the Titans ended up having to go to Baltimore it just kind of worked out. Now, Andy would say, well, I've had some years where it's like, shit didn't go my way either. Like, the year the Titans beat me in the first round of the playoffs, you just never know. Like, you just lose players in the middle of a playoff game. Weird shit happens all the time. I, I, I think this is this is the best situation for Rodgers in terms of legacy to build it on, and this by far is as good of a situation as you can as, ever ask for as a Niner fan, like you're, the way your team is set up to host this thing, and then to be a favorite in the Super Bowl. Now, you could argue, like, do they deserve to be a favorite against the Chiefs? I'd, I'd say it probably should be a pick em, right? I mean, this guy's defending MVP of the league. Their offense is historically good when it's on. But the team has been better. So, yeah, I, I got no problem them being the favorite. Andy's just seen way more than Kyle. Yeah, I, I mean, just – I'm not saying he's bad, like – I'm just trying to think of the answer. Do they deserve to be favored against the Chiefs? Um, I think based on the body of work in 2019, uh, yeah, yes. I, I would agree with that. But they, they, but you agree, you agree, like if you just but it would feel if you told me like Niners or underdogs, I'd be like, just give me the po- give me the points, give me the points, give me the points, right? You'd bet on the Niners? They were underdogs, absolutely against the Chiefs. I probably would too. But you 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 do acknowledge like you're not going to be shocked if the Chiefs beat. Of course them. not. Yeah, in Super Bowl. Well, it's that guy, John. It's that guy. It's those two guys. Mahomes? Mahomes and Andy Reid. It's those two guys. Yeah. Yeah, they just had seven drives, seven straight drives, seven straight touchdowns. I mean, I don't know. That has to be an NFL record. Seven fucking straight drives, seven straight touchdowns. They scored 51 points in two and a half quarters. Never. I, I don't care if the Texans are quote-unquote soft or whatever. That That's an incredible accomplishment. Think how crazy the Niners game was when they beat the Saints, 48-46. They were scoring all fucking game. And you're just like, touchdown, touchdown. The Chiefs are like, yeah, we we didn't score a point in the first quarter. It's on. 51 straight points. That's why I'm saying like their high end, the Chiefs' high end on offense is higher than the Niners' high end on offense just because they got better players. The Niners' high end on defense 
is probably higher than all th- three of these remaining teams. Now, you could argue the Titans are playing pretty well defensively. I mean, they've kicked Brady's ass, and then they destroyed the MVP of the league. Like, they destroyed him. And you can say, Middlecoff, they had 500 yards. Yeah, garbage time. We, we've, we've established a couple things. I don't put that much stock into first drives, and I don't put that much stock into when you're down 28-6, to six, and the game plan is no longer what it originally was to kick your ass. So, yeah, if you're going to get 300 yards in the last 12 minutes of a game when they they no longer are running their game plan because they have you beat, I, I don't put as much stock in those yardage. Uh, by the way, I know you watched the Kyle Shanahan press conference on Periscope on Monday because I watched it on Tuesday before this podcast, and I saw your comments throughout telling people their best Niner coverage is on the Haberman and Milkoff podcast. So, first of all, good job by you. Um we were talking on the last pod about uh, good job by you, John. Good job, good good job, good job by you. Uh, Thank yeah, you. That's my mad dog, Russo. We were talking about um, whether or not it matters. Like, is there any piece of the humans that are in the Forty Nineers uniforms that can get complacent because they blew the Panthers out or the uh, the Packers out the first time? And Kyle said, "No, I think every, you know." He said basically, everyone knows that you can't. One game doesn't affect the next game. But then he referenced 2015. The Falcons played the Panthers. Do you remember this game? The Panthers were 13-0 and when they beat the Falcons uh, 38 to nothing. Do you remember this? I know. It was week no, 14. I, I went and looked it up because he said, you know, the Panthers beat us 38 to nothing, and then we came back and beat them two weeks later. And he's right. Week 14... Uh, the Panthers had just beaten the Saints 41-38 to on the road, come in 12-0 and and blow the Falcons out, 38 to nothing. The next week, they beat the Giants on the road by three and are 14-0. and Then they got to go back to Atlanta week 16 at 14-0. and so they God, they were closer to an undefeated season than I remember. Do you remember this? Uh, I do. Once he said it, once I started looking at it, I didn't initially, but I do remember. Did you know they were you? You remember them being fourteen? <laughs> yeah. though? And the, I, I and don't. the Falcons. I feel like they were. I, if I would have guessed, I would have been like thirteen and one. Like they would have had. A, God, I didn't know that. And the Falcons crazy. beat him. God, that team. That team was fucking. The Falcons good. beat him Jesus. two weeks later, twenty to thirteen, after losing thirty-eight to nothing two weeks before. That was the only loss regular season loss of the year. Before the Super Wait, Bowl. you're saying the Falcons Falcons blew them out in all the week way around. 14. Panthers blew them out. Panthers blew out the so Falcons, were, thirty-eight to nothing. Panthers are thirteen so and zero. Then they beat the Giants. They're fourteen and zero. Then they got to go play the Falcons again at fourteen and zero. This this is the Panthers. The Panthers okay, yeah. I, I thought you were talking the good Falcons. No, no. This team was, was the, the Panthers team year. that lost to the Broncos in the Super Bowl. Yeah, there was fifteen and one, and I they, gotcha. they okay, lost to the point. Falcons two weeks later. And the Falcons, I think, were like eight and eight or something. Gotcha. Um, now that's several weeks later. That's not a playoff game. The Panthers are, I mean, cruising at that point. So it's not the same yeah. thing. They have they have the number one seed locked up. I, I I would I would tend to say, I see where you're going, and I see where Kyle is having to generate it. I don't know if that situation parallels this one as much. Division right, you're you're you just you know them, but I I do think I I think the ultimate message and clearly he's trying to say it because back to uh, you know Haberman made a great point. We're dealing with humans here. We are dealing with humans, and if you kick someone's ass, you I don't I just can't imagine 
you just look at them the same. Now, it is the NFC Championship game. And I, to me, the comment that Kyle stood out, because I, I think he's trying to use probably an example, I, I would imagine he told the team that, right? Because he'd have to. Like, you, you, it, coaches are paranoid to begin with. Like, how do I get that? How do I get them to, like, focus? How do I get them locked in? You get extra probably nervous a little bit. Like, we already kicked this team's ass. I bet Kyle would have wished, not that they lost, because that loss would have cost them the one seed, but, like, the game was like an OT winner, a super tight game. It'd be much easier. Wouldn't even have to bring the shit up because this is the topic. Like, how are you going to kick their ass again? Kyle does not want to hear that. What what does Saban calls the like rat, rat poison, poison right? Yeah. It's like stop fucking giving us rat poison. The thing that stood out to me, and I didn't know this, they haven't lost a game since. You know, because that to me that game feels like three months ago, and technically it was you know right before Thanksgiving. They have played in six games since, including the playoff game, and they're, they've won them all. Now, they went through a stretch where they played shitty teams. And I remember texting with someone. He's like, everyone's going to overreact like the Packers are in trouble here. He's like, Google their schedule. And I did. And their next two games were the Giants and the Redskins. <laughs> so they got them back on track fast. They were what, like, you know, 9-3, and three, and they went to 11-3 and three fast. And then they had – then they played the Bears, beat them, and then they came with a big game on Monday night in Minnesota and kicked the shit out of them. And that was a hat and t-shirt game. And then the, even the Detroit game, while they weren't playing for the division anymore, it was for seeding. And they were losing. I was watching at the gym and they were down 14 to nothing and Rodgers was off. And then he just flipped a switch and they ended up winning it with a game-winning field goal, 23-20. to And I thought last week, they thoroughly outplayed. They were just a better team. The, the score was not as indicative as the game because Russell Wilson started doing Houdini shit. Like, they they were up 21 and nothing. So, I I I'm, I do agree that, like, one, you always – the second time's not going to look – I vividly remember the time when the Rod, when Rodgers played the Cardinals and the Cardinals played the Packers, like, late in the season. And it was really close. Or, no, excuse me. It was a blowout. They bludgeoned them. They they destroyed them. I, I forget what year it was. It was the year that the it was fifteen. It was the year that the Arizona Cardinals played the Carolina Panthers in the NFC Championship game. And I bet on the Packers using that logic in the in the wild card round or whenever they played. And they they okay they same type deal played them twelve twenty seven so week seventeen. Okay. The Packers lost thirty eight to eight. Basically the same fucking score as this. Same score. And they played him in the playoff game, and they won in overtime 26-20. You remember, now, that was the Hail Mary <laughs> that Rodgers hit on that final drive. Remember to send him to overtime, where he was in the back of his end zone, hits the dude at, like, midfield, next play, hits the hits the Hail Mary. One of the craziest sequences ever. Then Larry Fitzgerald has those couple plays and wins it. But it was a tight game. It was just an intense game. I, I was living in Emeryville at the time. I remember sitting on the couch watching that game. It was nothing like the Arizona game. So I do think there are parallels to that where it's just they don't ever look the same because part of it is just the playoffs. So there's a shitload on the line. And you're just dealing with, to get this far, say what you want about the Packers. Like I do think they're flawed a little bit, but they do have, like the Vikings, really good players. And the major difference is just their quarterback is in a different stratosphere than Cousins. Yeah. So he can make guys that like, yeah, he if he had Diggs and Thielen, they'd be better. But he can make some Lazard look like fucking Diggs at for moments, you know, or Jimmy Graham, you know, he just that was a great throw on the one that the Packers think they got fucked. You follow Devontae on Instagram, he just tweeted like the picture of the guy's short, and he just typed in big letters, "Shut up." 
uh, of Jimmy Graham. Now, as I'd say, Devontae, you know, the as Haberman would know, the yellow line does not indicate. They used right to always wrong, say that right? on the broadcast. Remember, folks, the yellow line is not official. They don't say that anymore. <laughs> no, they but don't. I did. You know, but, the the sticks were on the other side of the field. Um. My point is it was a great throw, yeah. kind of hit him low and in stride where the guy couldn't make it, and then Jimmy's length. So I, I, I'm hoping for a good game. I want to be – I want to see Aaron play well. And, and for him to – he's going to have to play well for it to be a good game. It's just that simple. Like it's and if not, he plays well, then Jimmy Garoppolo has to play well. Right? If Aaron doesn't play well, Jimmy doesn't have to play great. He just can't turn the ball over or whatever. But if Aaron plays well, Garoppolo has to play well. Yes. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.